Grit, Iron, Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. It is the night before Thanksgiving when we are recording this. It is close to midnight here in lovely Mayaro Trinidad. It's close to 11 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Mo, what is it? 10, this is a horrible way to start the show. Is it 10, almost 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock where you are in Nebraska? 10 o'clock, but I'm still 30 minutes from you, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a quick drive down to the Caribbean. Uh, and Donnie is in PST. I don't know. I have no idea why I'm rolling down time zones down here like it's anything important. Uh, minutes to 8 o'clock. This is the worst podcast intro ever. And it's appropriate because this might be factually the worst podcast of all time. Uh, Brett is several IPAs deep. Donnie has had three beers, which for a lightweight like him in the beer realm is a ton now that he's an old man. Uh, I've had a cup, I've many drinks today of many varieties as I've just hopped around Trinidad. And for the show, I have the local beer stag here. I'm going to open it up right here. Not the best pop that... There we go. There we go. Do people get lit in Trinidad on the day before Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, it's the island, bro. People are getting lit. The rum shops, people are spilling out rum shots like rum shops like 24-7. So people are constantly drinking. Uh, but no, there's no vibe for Thanksgiving here. It's it's completely an American holiday. Nobody gets any time off. People... Family and friends that have seen us that didn't know we were coming, they're like, why are you here? We're so confused. And we had explained to them that it's Thanksgiving up in the States. And there's three football games tomorrow. If you guys didn't hear, we want you to submit all three picks against the Super Contest spread to us tomorrow at Gridiron Gamble. You can also email us, gridirongamblepodcast at gmail.com. If you get... One right, we'll give you one ticket into our raffle. If you get two right, we'll give you three tickets. And if you get all three right, we will give you five tickets. Uh, At the end of the year, we're going to pick some names, hand out some bad quarterback jerseys, some great books, and, of course, some gridiron gamble shirts. So be be on the lookout for that. And also, there's going to be a pizza party this week. Even though DraftKings upped the entry to the damn Millie Maker, it's $75 this week. DP, you're still going to fire what are the rules rules the same rules different what you got no rules are the same guys just uh take the social media tell your friends and followers uh on twitter or facebook about gridiron gamble in a creative way uh tag the gridiron gamble accounts just on twitter that's just at gridiron gamble on facebook just search at gridiron gamble we'll pop up click the name it should tag it uh, include a link to gridirongamble.com, include a link to the, the show listing on iTunes or our SoundCloud page, and use hashtag Donnie's Pizza Party. That's all one word, and that's Donnie's with an I-E-S at it. Um, and I'll give away 2% shares up to 25 people in the Millionaire Maker entry uh, this weekend, which is it's more equity because it's a $75 value. So get in there, and let's go win some money. Yeah, that's like 4X. That is. That's it's, That's math. math. That's excellent. Almost. It's really almost good you can do math us. drunk. Or, I mean, that's a good sign for this podcast. I just took a selfie with my stag and my microphone. I'm wearing a Gridiron Gamble shirt, and I'm going to tweet it at this moment for 
Donnie's Pizza Party. I, I've not been selfish enough to get some equity, but now that it's 4x, according to our resident drunkard mathematician, Bert Minotti, Brett Colson, I have to get in there. I nailed that one. <laughs> so let's start with Thanksgiving. We're going to go over these three games in uh, specifically and any DFS plays that we might like for the three games tomorrow because uh, although I, I don't think any of us really loves the night slates, the island slates, I think Thanksgiving is always a fun slate. It's, it's a three-game slate. It seems like there's more recreational players on that day that just want a fun sweat while they're stuffing their faces with turkey and cranberry sauce. So there might be some great spots. And there's also just, it's just fun getting weird on Thanksgiving. Just p- clicking on the most random names and sticking them in the lineup or stacking the strangest players. So so we'll, we're going to tackle each game individually and sprinkle in some DFS takes. The first one, our favorite team, which Donnie is going to give a stat here uh, that made is going to make Mo and I look like complete morons from what we said yesterday. Uh, but the Minnesota Vikings, led by head coach Mike Zimmer, head to Detroit and are favored by three points against the Lions. DP, Mo and I were talking about how amazing our record was with Minnesota in the contest, how good we were, how, how we printed money with the Vikings, Skull Vikings in the Super Contest. What, in actuality, what is our record when Minnesota is on the card? Our actual record, uh, going back three seasons, is 5-4 and four overall. In 2015, we were 1-2. and two. Uh, Last year, we were 1-1. One and one. This year, which is likely what you guys are thinking of the most of, we are 3-1, and one, so picking at 75% uh, this year. But overall, 5-4. and four. Still a winning record, though, so let's see what we can do this week. Yeah, that's like 90%. That's called, yeah, I think that's called recency bias. Definitely not printing money. More like VIG, VIG payment. That's that doesn't that doesn't seem possible. I feel like we always hit Vikings. We always have the last three years. How are we not like thirteen and four? Especially with how well Zimmer's been. I I honestly am I'm I'm troubled by that statistic. We we give them so much love and yet we've not rep, reap, uh, reaped the benefits, which is so annoying. I honestly uh, don't think that they've made the card a lot. I think that they're always a favorite of one or two hosts, maybe even three, but they always just missed out at some point. But that's also well, really surprising because <laughs> we love this team at home. We, we, we really do. Um, and looking at this game, there are three hosts that have the Vikings as road favorites and one host that has the Lions as a home dog. And it is me who clicked them as a home dog. Uh... Look, you guys know how much I love the Vikings. We kind of just went over it right there. I'm, I'm how surprised I am we haven't taken them more. How much I think we've printed money on them, even though we haven't. But this is this is a tough spot coming off of a massive win at home, national stage, and then you got a short week on Thanksgiving to go play Detroit. Who I don't know how much of their team composition was here last year or in previous years, but. As an organization, they're used to playing this Thanksgiving game. They get to play it at home so they don't have to travel. Uh, and just coming off of that, that massive win last week of Minnesota, it just seems ripe for a letdown spot. And looking at DVOA, I mean, Detroit sneakily 11th in total DVOA. Uh, it seems like they're the complete opposite of last year when DVOA hated them. I, I think they were, they were last uh, in some categories, uh, and certainly near the bottom in total DVOA, and yet their win total didn't tell the total story. But here, it seems like they've played a bunch of close games, and overall the team is is much better. Uh, their biggest hole 
is defending the run, which is it's not too big of a concern. It's not like Latavius Murray uh, is any kind of a world beater. So I think they're going to hang tough. I think this is going to be a very sluggish game, that noon Eastern start. And uh, I think Detroit can keep it close and uh, potentially get the cover, getting three points at home. Uh, nobody had this too terribly high. Uh, Donnie, you had this three spots, two or three spots off of your card. You're the highest on the Vikes, so I'll let you take it. Uh, what do you like in Minnesota here? Yeah, I'm just going to continue to ride the hot yet underappreciated hand that is the Minnesota Vikings here. I mean, you talked about it. We love them. I love them. Uh, I do not love the Detroit Lions. I think that the Detroit Lions are just doing the typical Detroit Lions thing where they come into the season. You know, a lot of people want to pick them. They're sort of a a popular pick coming in by a lot of people that think they're going to they're, they're turn the corner and really get their things together and, and, you know, hopefully get a playoff run. They do have a lot of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball, but they they always seem to fizzle out starting halfway through the year and then the latter half of the year. I understand that it's the Vikings on the road and, you know, the public is higher on them and they are a road favorite. But to me, this seems like a fairly easy cover, so I'm going to eat the three points on the road with the Vikings and I'm going to ride that hot hand of Case Keenum. Mo, you were the next size. You had this in the middle. What do you have to add on the first game on Thanksgiving? Well, I think this line should be three and a half. Um, one thing I do want to point out that is just completely wild is according to the, the spread.com, uh, this one opened at Lions minus one. How insane is that? How much of a slam dunk would Vikings plus one have been? I much more agree with the line now. Um, thing is, I, I do agree with you that it is a tough spot for the Vikings, but the Vikings are one of the few teams I actually trust to show up week after week in the tough spots. They always seem to bring it. They don't seem to fall victim to these letdown games that gobble up other teams, even good teams. Um, I actually trust the Vikes to show up and play a good game. And I think stock is too high on this Lions team, honestly. I mean, the last two weeks, uh, two covers that they maybe didn't deserve uh, squeaked it out against the Bears on the road. And then before that, man, just really honestly struggled for a long time against the Browns and probably would not have covered if Deshaun Kaiser didn't get hurt. So I think uh, Detroit's a little overvalued, honestly. 60% of the bets on the Vikings. That's one of the reasons that that line has swung so violently. Brett, uh, I'll let you add the last piece on the game itself and then start us off with some DFS if you have any prospects in this game. Any stacks, any interest in either players, uh, on on any players on either side? Yeah, no lean here at all as far as uh, the betting is concerned. This is exactly where I capped it, so the tiebreaker is always going to be Zimmer for me, not Tomlin. Zimmer. Uh, if I'm going to, for DFS, this week I'm just kind of fading whatever is going to be popular for the Thursday night slate, or for the Thursday slate, I mean... In this game, McKinnon is going to be extremely popular. Uh, I think if you're going to pick a running back for the Vikings, I would lean Murray, who is coming off the two-touchdown game. But I th- I still think people tend to lean toward McKinnon, especially on DraftKings with the uh, one-point PPR. Um, outside of that, this isn't a game I'm really targeting too heavily. I think I'm pref- I prefer the, the later game. Um, but yeah, just not a whole lot I like in this game. I think a lot of the ownership is going to come from this game with Diggs, Thielen. Uh, so, it, you know, the, the, the main guy I like here is probably going to be Latavius Murray. Anybody have any players in this game that they like? Donnie, I know 
you kind of like eating some chalk sometimes with these skill position players. Uh, any players of interest on Minnesota or Detroit? Uh, Minnesota, I am definitely eating chalk. I am staying true to form. Uh, I like, as a stack, the Vikings passing offense, Case Keenum, Adam Thielen, Stephen Diggs, and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Case Keenum at 5,300 to me is a steal. Um, that guy has been playing really, really well this year. Um, I think it only helps. Um, I mean, listen, I don't understand why Mike Zimmer continues to just dangle uh, Teddy Bridgewater out there, you know, the prospect of going to Teddy Bridgewater instead of backing the quarterback that is under center, that is going to start under center, and that is Case Keenum. But, you know, the silver lining there is that Case Keenum is that type of guy where he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He doesn't get that many opportunities in the NFL to be a starting quarterback. He is basically a career backup, and he's using that as motivation factor to continue to show out every single week. And then on the other side of the ball, I like Theo Riddick at 3600 This price to me, it seems like just a really low low price, uh, really affordable when you can factor in the upside that Theo Riddick brings to the table. Now, I know that he hasn't um, had that big breakout game this year. Um, I think his highest on DraftKings is around 14 or 15 points. Um, but if he can hit, you know, 12 plus points that then puts him at value and i'm really looking to pay up in a lot of spots at wide receiver this year so uh, if i can get theo riddick who's going to be a pass catcher and with the way that the vikings play defense i think that there can be a lot of dump offs going to him from stafford so give me some theoretic at 3600 here mo any interest from you your your favorite player in all of the national football league mr heart of a husker himself amir abdullah is suiting up who do, who do you like in this game if anybody i actually do like some plays uh Brett, like Brett said, you really gotta fade the chalk. I think here in these, in these uh, short slates, and uh, I think fading the chalk might be clicking on Matt Stafford. Uh, the Lions have absolutely zero running game. I don't see anybody still lining up though to play Stafford. I think this should be really low ownership versus this standout Vikings defense uh, that just keeps crushing. I mean, held the highest scoring offense in the NFL to seven points last week and uh i think you can throw golden tate in there i was reading today uh i think it was evan silva from roto world was saying xavier rhodes very likely to stay on marvin and he completely shut marvin down last time so uh that could be a nice little stack there and then uh also like uh, kyle rudolph 4100 and detroit 29th in the nfl against the tight end on DVOA, so that is pretty poor. Rudolph could definitely snag a touchdown or two. So I have a very important question with regards to this game. It is selfish of me, but it's a fantasy matchup. I want to ask. I, I normally ask this in chat, but I want to ask this on air. Maybe it's going to help somebody else. Maybe I'm just a selfish prick and I want the answer. But I have three receivers, full PPR. Two of them play in this game: Adam Thielen and Golden Tate. I also have Demarius Thomas going. With uh, paired up with Brett's favorite quarterback of all time. A lot of favorites on this pod. Paxton Lynch making the start for the Denver Broncos. So full PPR. Who are you going? I'll start with UDP. You got DT, Tate, and Thielen need to. DT is in Demarius Thomas? The only DT. Fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> Cut that guy from your roster. He is a horrible, horrible player. I agree with Donnie. Get that guy out of here. I mean, Golden Tate, that guy guy brings the heat every single week. He is just a true, true gamer. And Adam Thielen, I mean, come on. Is there anyone? Adam Thielen right now, is there anyone that's more of a must-play than Adam Thielen? Golden hands. Manati, where are you? 
Yeah, don't play Demarius Thomas. <laughs> All right, it's settled. I will have Golden Tate and Adam Thielen in my lineup. The first game, the nooner on Thanksgiving. I can't wait to leave that game with nine points. Can't wait. That's going to be fun. Let's move on to the second game. And it is another classic team, the Dallas Cowboys, always playing home on Thanksgiving. And they are home dogs to Brett's Los Angeles Chargers. They're catching two and a half points. According to the spread.com, this is a straight split, 50-50, right down the middle. And it makes sense given that the DVOAs of these two teams are pretty identical as well. The Chargers come in at 16th. The Cowboys slightly better at 15th. Looking at the Dallas practice report, drumroll please, uh, looks like Lyle Collins remains limited and Tyron Smith remains limited as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I've not seen any positive or negative news on Smith. I think it's just uh, status quo. Sean Lee remains out uh, with that hamstring injury. That guy just can't stay on the field. Uh, and we all love the Cowboys. This is a consensus pick. It is in Moe's card, Brett's card. It is right in the middle for Donnie, and it is right outside of my card. Uh, and spoiler alert, this is the collective pick. Nobody put it as number one, but it is the highest for sure amongst the four of us. Uh, Brett, you are the one that is the highest on them. You've got them third overall. Tell us why you like the boys so much. Oh, this one just kills me because we need Chargers win for Super Bowl future, which is still live, by the way. Four and six, we're coming. But what the hell is this line, though? Like, the Cowboys have been here before. Every Thanksgiving, every year, routine, they're at home. The Chargers have their shortest week maybe ever on the road. This is a brutal spot for Los Angeles. And with Tyron Smith likely back at left tackle protecting Dak, I have to go with Dallas here. This line doesn't make any sense. Uh, I hated it when it opened as a pick. I thought Dallas was by far the right side as a pick, so I especially hate it now. I, I think Dallas just wins this game. Yeah, I'm shocked. I thought Dallas was should be a slight favorite. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I was kind of puzzled by this line. And we're all, I mean, I don't think anybody on this podcast is very much a Dak fan. Uh, the Tyrant Smith injury is huge. Uh but like you said, I mean, he says he expects to play. I, I'm still not sure, but even even regardless Insights of all tweeted that, that he's probable. That's so, well, I think he's the, playing. Then two and yeah. a half plus two and a half is just an absolute slam dunk. Then he's he's such a game changer, even if he's playing uh, at, at a limited health. Uh, Mo, you've got this on your card. Uh, what else you got on this game? Yeah, Tyron Smith coming back, absolutely massive, and it should really really help pave the way for. Alfred Morris and this um, this Dallas running game. Uh, Chargers pretty poor against the run. 27th, uh, according to Football Outsiders, and got absolutely slaughtered. Uh, much of it, obviously, I guess you would have to say in garbage time last week. But, man, Shady still went nutso against them. And uh, Morris uh, could have a good game. He's been running well here, and that is why I'll just go ahead and say before you uh, – before you run it back on DFS, I like Alfred Morris 4,800 versus this puke run D uh, that got shredded by uh, Shady in the Bills last week. Yeah, if Smith is to return, 
he's a great play, Alfred Morris. Rush defense DVOA for the Chargers, 27th. And with the spread as well, Chargers are last in special teams DVOA, performing 9% worse than the mean, which is something I don't think we take into account very much. But those teams that are in, like, the 30s, the low low 20s and 30s, I think we should keep our eyes on because – while pick sixes used to be the bane of our existence, I feel like this year it is special teams, whether it be field goal kicking or punt returning or punt blocking or just having some semblance of competence on any fourth down, regardless of what side of the ball you're on. So them being last in special teams seems like a mistake is likely on one of those plays that hopefully we can benefit from. My biggest fear, and this brings me to DP, is that Donnie has them and that Donnie seems to be always on the wrong side of a Cowboys game. DP, how afraid of you? How afraid are you that this is on the card? Um, I'm a little bit afraid. Uh, I mean, listen, I wanted to put them higher, but Rich, like you, you said there, I'm just, every time I bet the Cowboys, they just totally go to shit. Or even every time I bet against the Cowboys, the other team just goes to shit. It's just, it's just one of those things call me you know just just going on a feel but my gut feeling now is that I, I don't like it but this is the spot I mean listen you got you got no Zeke you got Dak looking like a pumpkin that we all thought that he is no Sean Lee but all of that stuff I still look at this and I say why are the Chargers favorite here I don't really understand that I honestly looked at this line and thought this line has to be wrong right or is this game at a neutral site that I don't know about or is it in LA I'm really confused what's going on here like you guys have alluded to Tyron Smith being back in any sort of regard just being out there as a warm body let's say he's 70 percent I mean that's just a huge benefit and like Mo I really really love Alfred Morris this week Um, if I'm playing a running back uh, from this game it's going to be Alfred Morris at 4800 absolutely love him this week I think a lot of people are going to be clicking uh, Samaji Pirine um, on the Thursday slate and at $200 cheaper uh, Alfred Morris, I think, is a great option. And if Tyron Smith does end up playing and it looks pretty good, I think that that's just all the better for us. So we're all on Cowboys, plus two and a half at home. Seems like we're all interested in Alfred Morris. No. But uh, there you go. Brett fading the chalk, the chalk that is Gridiron Gamble. What you got, kiddo? Yeah, I love the Dallas running game, but my strategy this week is to pivot off the chalk, and that is going to be getting off Alfred Morris and on Rod Smith. Uh, who looked awful last week, by the way. I think it eight carries for like 11 yards. But uh, while Morris was the workhorse last week, do we know that the market share here is set in stone? I mean, why not just get this Rod Smith kid uh, more touches in a spot where they're going to want more explosive players on the field against this horrific Chargers run defense? I don't know. I think Rod Smith is a pretty interesting play this week, and you can probably get him at like one-fifth the ownership of Alfred Morris. Follow that up with a question for you, Brett, and I want the whole team to chime in after that, but we like the Cowboys in this spot. We obviously are putting them on the card, but a good leverage play for our Super Contest pick might be to roster some Chargers. Dallas is 24th in defense DVOA, 21st against the pass, 30th against the run. I kind of have a feeling that this might be a good spot for someone like Tyrell Williams, who's not done anything and nobody's going to click. Uh, but then again, you have the rookie Mike Williams coming in and eating into to snaps and playing time. So that's one of the reasons why you don't see Tyrell out there as much. But uh, Melvin Gordon is clearly going to be the chalk. 
amongst uh, pass catchers and running backs for the Chargers. So, Brett, is there anyone we can get on this squad against what is a bad Dallas defense uh, that you think is worthwhile? How about Hunter Henry? Your boy, you can't stop. Yeah, I mean, coming off... Look, the guy's been invisible for how many weeks this year, but the talent is still there. I don't think people are going to click on him this week, even though the matchup is great. I think you're going to see people all over Evan Ingram and Vernon Davis and Kyle Rudolph. I think I think Hunter Henry's the play this week at tight end. And so, uh, yeah, if you want to stack this game with some Rod Smith and Hunter Henry, I'm about that. I'm going to have a lot of those lineups. Rod Smith, Hunter Henry stacks. That's, that is <laughs> what Thanksgiving go. That really is, is man. I, Didn't I'm Rod Smith thankful. retire like 12 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Nice. He's back. Nice Rod Smith reference. Uh, oh, actually... Can I throw this out there? Go ahead, I like, Mo. I like the Dallas defense. Am I completely out of my mind? They're Whoa, so you're cheap. Nuts. You're and, wild. Uh, <laughs> you are beyond out of your mind. It's still you, Rivers' noodle yeah. arm. He's so he noodle, just noodle bro. noodle arms a couple, a couple picks. <laughs> you, I can see uh, Demarcus Lawrence getting around the edge and, and a little noodle. I can see it. Well, see, that was my other thing is there's some pretty poor uh, linemen here, and – you know, the Marcus Lawrence might just get a few sacks. Well, I love Philip Rivers and Keenan, Keenan Allen. So, uh, you know, Sesame Street has the cookie monster. Gridiron Gamble has the chalky monster because I'm going to be eating <laughs> all the chalk this week. Uh, I mean, listen, I don't – I much like I don't understand why the Cowboys are underdogs here, I don't understand why Philip Rivers is priced less than Dak Prescott. To me, that's confusing. Dak Prescott is a joke as an NFL quarterback, and when he doesn't have Ezekiel Elliott – and when you know that offensive line isn't you know doing wonders for him in combination with that running game, um, I just don't see how he's going to really do anything that would allow me to price him higher than Philip Rivers, who I think you know has a floor that's going to be upwards of 250 yards and two TDs, if not closer to 300 and two TDs. And Keenan Allen, I mean, does anyone have a higher floor than that guy? I mean, and plus this that's in combination with the fact that the ceiling is through the roof, like you saw last week. So I think that Keenan Allen is another. Uh, must-play person in line with Adam Thielen. Didn't you pick Dallas to win this game? Ceiling. I did, but yeah, why, can't you, why can't you just have a ton of yards and stuff? I think it's a good leverage play to just fire everybody on, on L.A. in DFS. I also love Hunter Henry, though, Brett. Absolutely love him this week. I, I totally agree that I think people are going to be clicking elsewhere. And Hunter Henry, I mean, the talent's there. People just really haven't been you know, paying attention to Hunter Henry, but I think that he has a chance to really just go off this week. Rich, you brought up Tyrell Williams before. He did not have his snaps cut into. 61 snaps last week, but one target? That's what I mean. It's like this guy has not done anything in weeks. And I just, I, I did not know the stats, so I just attributed it to uh, Mike Williams coming back and, of course, Keenan Allen remaining healthy for the first time ever. So I was like, okay, he just must not be getting burned. But 60% nah. of snaps, like, fire, fire Tyrell Williams in a couple of your lineups. Yeah, I, I can definitely get behind that. Uh, the final game, which it seems like Brett's going to have most of his ownership on. He just keeps fapping over this Giants defense nonstop, or Giants offense <laughs> nonstop. It is Giants at racial slurs. The racial slurs are 7.5 point favorites in D.C. The Giants coming off of that ugly 12-9 to victory at home over Moe's Kansas City Chefs. And uh, Brett is a lone wolf on the Giants. He's taking the points. Uh, he loves them. 
he loves them and or the slurs in DFS. So Brett, I'll I'll let you just tee off on this and get on this game from both a point spread and a DFS perspective. Tell us what you got. Yeah, look, law of NFC East, law of positive regression. The Giants aren't as bad as the record indicates. They look they look good last week in. Like I understand that last week is a bit of an aberration with the the weather. The, Did they I mean, really look good though? Why? Not? How can you say they didn't good. look? <laughs> they you're look you're good kidding last me. Week. They beat the Chiefs. They didn't that score a touchdown. Good. Trust me. Who cares? The, chief, the <laughs> Chiefs beat the Chiefs. Get, okay. They didn't give what up Don a touchdown said. either. Those, Man. those, I, those pumpkins must be really. Uh, oh, they're great. <laughs> no, no, I'm lit. But. I, th- I don't know. Why why can't they just win this game? I think the Giants are way better than their record indicates. And I, I think you can say the same about this, the, the, the Washington Redskins, but no Jordan Reed this week, no Chris Thompson. Their offensive line is still beat up. And, like, I I liked what I saw from the Giants' defense last week. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I think they can definitely win this game. I've been high on Washington. You are insane. I mean, I, I'm I've been, sorry. I've been pretty high on Washington. I selected them in this spot, but I, I have them towards the bottom, as does Donnie, uh, and as does Mo. Nobody has them even close to the middle, so we're not fans of laying 7.5 points. But just me personally, I, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but all of Washington's losses have come against really good teams, including, including last week where they were you know in line to beat New Orleans outright in the bayou, uh, but just failed to hold off that incredible offense. Uh, that they're they're running that, that the combination of those two guys Ingram and Kamara uh, with Breeze what he can do throwing the ball it's just it's just been a wonder to watch and and Washington just could could not hold them off there towards the end but I I still think this Washington team is sneaky good like I think Washington call me crazy but I I think Washington would legitimately be the third best team in the AFC and could contend with Pittsburgh to be the second best team in the AFC. But that that's more of a testament of how bad uh the the opposite conferences. But did I, you send I, him some beers, Brett? I'm I, I just I opened my stag at the beginning. I just tweeted a selfie with it. I think Washington's a fine team. Uh and I think that you know, I I think that they definitely can romp uh this poor Giants team tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to this on Thursday. Uh, and uh, this seems like the Eli turned into a pumpkin multiple interception game. Uh, DP, you seem uh, pretty adamant, despite the low ranking, that you like Washington here as well. So much Thanksgiving heart for Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm not so much adamant. I'm, I'm very adamant, though, when Brett said that the Giants can win this game, which is that, to me, is absolutely insane. I mean, I, I am a little bit worried like you, Rich. I mean, seven and a half points is a lot. You got the rule of NFC East in play here. Uh, you know, the Giants, just the fact that they're totally out of it uh, this season, you know, they could view this as their Super Bowl against a rival and play them tough. But at the end of the day, I think that the Washington Redskins are a far superior team. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, like you said, I could see Eli Manning just totally blowing it. I mean, despite them winning last week, they went 12-9. to That That game last week, that was more about the Chiefs you know, blowing their own dicks off and just not getting the job done where they should have just absolutely blown that team out of the water. But the Chiefs just, they didn't show up. They played down to their competition. They played extremely poorly and they didn't get the job done where they should have, which makes me question, you know, the makeup of the Chiefs going forward a little bit. But Oh God, here we go with the fucking Kirk Cousins heart again. No, no, no. There's no Kirk Cousins heart. What do you, what do you need about Kirk Cousins heart? I mean, this is just simply a better team against a really bad team. 
That's what we saw last week. Two. I'm I'm confused. Yeah. The, the Giants and Chiefs. Why why can't the Giants just win again on the road after they won as ten point underdogs? Because last I week? don't think oh. that the the Redskins at home are going to put up nine points like the Chiefs did. Yeah, last week was just tailor made, walk through, not a lot of effort coming off the bye. It it seems like such a spot. You know, the, the whole Andy Reid off a bye thing. It just it it just felt right that Kansas City was going to come out and just poop in the yeah, middle of the field. That line was way inflated. That yeah. is true. For once, so. I agree with Donnie and not Brett. So, <laughs> yeah, this was just Chiefs played horrible, and uh, I don't know. I just think this line's pretty fair, but put put uh put Washington in all your teasers, people. I was put just gonna Washington say, just in all your just teasers. wake up, wake up. Uh, if your your mother or your significant other or uh, anybody needs help in the kitchen, help them out. Be a good person, and then just just fire the Washington Dallas tease and and just thank us later. Yeah, take do the, that. Take Dallas State now. Sterling Shepard. In DFS. Oh, okay. That's my DFS right, get... play from this one. Love Sterling Shepard. Asterisk any other if takes? he plays. I was going to say, he does he still have mud bet? Is he still have well, mud bet? What is it? It was, it was, for, it was migraines. Migraines. Right? Yeah. He, migraines. He had, he had the Deshaun Kaiser. 50 right? He had the Kaisers? <laughs> he had the Kaisers, what he had. I love no. I love Sterling Shepard if he plays. If And, you know, I think yeah. If, yeah. if you are going to roster Evan Ingram, and I'm not, but if Sterling Shepard plays, I think it helps Evan Ingram. I think last week you saw when... When all the you know all the attention is focused on Evan Ingram, he's just not going to perform like he has in weeks past. So if you are thinking about Evan Ingram, like I said, I'm not. Uh, it's better if Sterling Shepard plays, but I also love Sterling Shepard this week. Um, he is pricier at seven thousand, but I'm going to eat it if he's in there because he's going to be the number one receiving option and he's going to perform for Eli. If he well, that I mean, price it, is kind of why I like him. Isn't everyone? I don't, who know. I don't up? know if I could. I don't know if I could pay that much for a guy who is clearly de- dealing with some some issues. Isn't everyone who spends up going to click on uh, the two guys ahead of him, though? Who are they for the fans listening? Adam Thielen and Keenan Allen. Thank you. Who I'm also clicking on. I'm clicking on all the chalk guys. Don't click. Okay. If you're playing the Thanksgiving slate, don't click on these guys. Yeah, leave like don't. leave like two grand on your salary. Just yes. leave it there. Yes, explain that, Brett, very quickly. Explain the, why you should not spend your entire salary. The only way you're going to get a unique lineup tomorrow is if you leave money on the table. Don't spend up for these guys. Don't play Melvin Gordon. Don't play Adam Thielen. Get some of these. Just cl- pivot off them to some of these mid-tier guys and build a lineup that way. That's the only way you're going to win one of these big contests on DraftKings on Thursday. I love it. What about our boy? What about podcast favorite Jameson Crowder? He had the quiet, quietest... Mm-hmm. Seven for seventy. Love yeah. him. Also love Crowder. He's way Get too out cheap of here. again. You can't. You can't play him. You can play him on a sixteen-game slate. You can't play him tomorrow. <laughs> Brett's getting he's so bad. Like, <laughs> he's gonna be like sixty percent owned tomorrow, man. He's fifty-four. He's fifty-four hundred. He can help you leave three thousand on the table. Brett is furious. Yeah. Come on. I'm all, I'm already rostering. You know, theoretic at thirty-six hundred. Come on. Trust me. I've already done this out. I'm saving money. I mean, well, that no, I can get behind. There's no prior. Play... There's no read. There's no Chris Thompson. Where are these balls going to go? They're going to go to Crowder. All right, look. If you, if you're playing Crowder and you're still leaving two grand on the table, I can get behind that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Who else is Doxon? Do you like Doxon more? I like Vernon yes. Davis too, but Brett's going to hate that one too. 
Oh, yeah, he's going to be super chalk. Doxon, we got Doxon here. Get Doxon. Just play Hunter Henry at tight end. Oh, my. Just just click Hunter Henry and don't fill out your roster. If anybody does that and sends a screenshot after noon, noon Eastern, can we send him a T-shirt? If someone, the first person that sends a lineup that just, can you even submit a lineup that just has one player? <laughs> this would be the time i do that. Don't play, <laughs> don't play any Redskins. Don't play any Redskins on DFS tomorrow. Have a, it, could someone fill out an entire roster with people that either have Hunter or Henry in their name? So wait, so Are wait. Enough? Brett, Brett says no Redskins. None. He doesn't like the first two games. Does that mean he's just going to roster the Giants? Every fucking Giant. <laughs> Eli Manning stacks all day. Tavares King, Shane Vereen, get in my lineup. Wow. Wow. I told you guys. I led this segment with... How to light money all... on fire with Brett Carlson. Well, while Donnie was doing two hours of spreadsheets and I was drinking stag in Trinidad and, and Mo was doing God knows what in Omaha, Nebraska, Mo, uh, Brett was just fapping to the Giants' depth chart. Yeah, my DFS, my DFS research, I have, a, I have a paper in front of me. It just says, play Giants. <laughs> I mean, I tried nobody's, to go down... Nobody's going to play them tomorrow. I tried to go down the list of these games. I was like, who the hell are these guys? I have no idea who these players are. I cannot ever roster them. I'm not doing it. Eli Manning just stacks. Be careful. Just be careful when you're reaching for your mouse not to knock over all those bottles. <laughs> Brett has uh, Davis Webb's pro football reference pulled up as a tab. <laughs> He's got a poster of Icebox uh, behind him as he records this. I think a ton of people are going to be clicking on Samaji P. Ryan after what he did last week, and I'm going to be totally be avoiding him, and I think that you can pivot off in a lot of spots where a lot of people are going to be clicking on that guy in the Redskins game. Well, he's the only a Washington Re- football player now allowed he to is. click him. The only Redskins player you can play tomorrow is By- Byron Marshall. <laughs> something Marshall. If we're Byron if we're at the Marshall. something Marshall part of the podcast, let's get to Sunday. <laughs> how, no, how many stars does Byron Marshall have? I need to know now. Heaps, heaps of stars. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill some time while Mo looks up Byron Marshall's stars. He's Mims, from, he's Mims from four. He's from San Jose, California. Shout out to the West Coast, the best coast. He went to Oregon. Uh, he was initially signed by the Philadelphia Eagles, but is now at his NFC East counterpart, the Washington Racial Slurs, a.k.a. the D.C. Gruden's, a.k.a. the Deadskins. I think that's enough time. Have I killed enough time? How many stars? He's got four Mr. stars. Four stars. What kind of four, four star? Low four star. 5.8. 5.8. The... I, I still can't wrap my head around the stupidity of the tiered star system. Yeah, just what, like, let's, go to half stars or something. I don't know. <laughs> if you watch this kid play in college, he is he's dynamic. And if he's filling in for Chris Thompson in this Redskins offense, he could be dangerous on Thursday. The question is, does he get snaps? But in, in a GPP, fire away. What player wasn't dynamic in Oregon? Well, yeah. I mean, so that just uh, seems like a totally moot comment. Like, who cares? <laughs> they generally suck when it comes to the NFL. So what's what's the stack that we're going with here? We're going with a who who's the random guy? You you, you spit out another oh Rod Smith, the old Rod Smith, Byron Marshall, Eli Manning, Henry. Eli Manning, Hunter Henry, Tavares, Tavares King, King, and Chat, uh, Roger Lewis. Rog, double Roger spin. Lewis. Yeah, there we go. Tavares and King. Shout, shout out to the U. Um, yeah, that that sounds pretty good. 
All right, so that's Thursday. Hopefully you get sloshed enough on Thursday uh, that you forget everything that we just said and don't lose any money, except for that Dallas Redskins racial slurs, two-team tees. Just uh, pause the podcast and put that bet in before you do anything else. But let's move to Sunday. Moe's got his head in the right place. We're going to do some quick DFS plays for the main slate. Donnie, I'm going to start with you because you were in the lab for like 17 hours before we started this podcast. You have tons of notes. I can only imagine all of the notes that are sitting in front of you right now. So just give us some stacks, some positional plays. Just just, just have uh, – just vomit the entire alphabet out of your mouth with NFL players on it. Just please go. Yeah. All right. So uh, my, my two stacks that I like for Sunday – are, I like the Colts passing attack with Jacoby Brissett at 5,400, T.Y. Hilton 6,700, and Jack Doyle, as much as we hate him on this podcast, as, much, as soft as he is dropping fumbles that should never be dropped, uh, Jack Doyle at 4,500. I think that this is a great spot. I don't understand why the Titans are favored here. Uh, I think that Jacoby Brissett might very well be the best quarterback in this game. Uh, and I'm going to ride against him in this passing attack. T.Y. Hilton has the ability to just totally go off. Titans are 26 in the pass defense DVOA. Jack Doyle, I just talked about him, how soft he is in terms of holding on to the football. Well, you know, end of the day, he is a bit of a security blanket for Brissett. So I really like the Colts passing attack. And I also like uh, the Raiders passing attack. Uh, Derek Carr, 5,600. Amari Cooper, 5,400. And Michael Crabtree, 5,500. I'm pretty much just buying low here, and I don't think too many people are going to be clicking on this passing attack after what they did last week uh, in a game that was watched by a lot of people where they, I mean, the Raiders just totally didn't show up in Mexico City. Um, I think you can do a lot of interesting things with Carr and Cooper and or Carr and Crabtree in a lot of spots this week at a price that I think is very affordable. So those are my two two, uh, go-to stacks for this week, the Colts and the Raiders. A lot more efficient than I thought it was going to be. It is. I mean, I have other stuff. What, you want me to keep going? I'll keep firing. Yeah, just just go. I, All right, I, naked, is, naked QB. I, I absolutely love Tyrod Taylor. This is the Tyrod Taylor out for blood game. I don't care that he's going to Arrowhead. I don't care that that's where quarterbacks go to die. Tyrod Taylor is going to ball the fuck out this week. I don't know where the ball is going to go. I don't know if Tyrod Taylor is going to run for 225 yards. I don't know what's going to happen, but Tyrod Taylor, 5,800. Put him in your lineup. I mean, just put him in your lineup just to support Tyrod. I mean, that's, that's really why I believe in this stack, because of what McDermott did to him. I think that we all need to collectively uh, roster Tyrod Taylor. Yes, please take a screenshot, tweet it at Tyrod. I'll, even, I'll hand feed you his Twitter handle so that you can make sure that the support gets directly to him. It's just at Tyrod Taylor. So just take a screenshot, send it to my man, and give him some support. Anything else? DP? Yeah, running backs. I like Carlos Hyde. I like Rex Burkhead this week. Uh, Rex Burkhead, I think, after the fumble and dropped pass last week, and his price did go up a little bit. I don't think a lot of people are going to be clicking on him. Bill Belichick basically benched him last week. I mean, that's just how they roll in New England. But I think coming back this week, going against a soft team in Miami where they should be up, they should be really killing them. Uh, I think that this is a good spot to for Bill to work him back into the lineup, get his confidence back, and like, listen, man, we're not going to quit on you. You had a bad game. We had to sit you down. We'll get you back in there. And then I can't believe I'm going to say this because I know you guys absolutely hate this pick. No, it's not Jay Stu. Don't worry, Brett. I'm not going there. But this is kind of along those lines. I'm going to I'm gonna be clicking on Adrian Peterson this week. Oh, my God. I'm Jesus going to be clicking on, <laughs> on AP at 5,000. Listen, I know how good Jacksonville's pass defense is. 
but we also know how bad. Wait, 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 wait. No, stop. What? Look at look at what Jacksonville's run defense has done the last three weeks. I don't Top care. Top five. Since I don't they care. have I Darius, I don't they're crushing. I don't, I don't I don't lower my sample size. I try and go bigger, and I'm going with the whole season. So I'm going with Adrian Peterson. Listen, he's going to get the ball because Bruce Arians is stubborn. He's going to get the ball 20 to 25 times, maybe upwards of 30, and I think that we can easily get him to 15 to 20 points value so that he reaches value on DraftKings at just $5,000. So I'm going to be rostering some Adrian Peterson. You better not put him in the Donnie's Pizza Party lineup, or I'm yeah. not supporting this. Yeah, cannot. It's okay. Be I didn't. I didn't sell line. you action, so it doesn't really matter. Can't be in the pizza party lineup. Haters. You give us. You give us Adrian Peterson. We don't get any Blaine Gabbert this week. No, no. It, Blaine Gabbert is going to get absolutely destroyed this week. <laughs> yeah, this is, dude. What? This is. The entire organization revenge on Blaine Gabbert this week. That's like the opposite of the game script that we're looking at. If they're, they're going to be running with Adrian Peterson when they're down by two touchdowns? Uh, do you know how stubborn Bruce Arians is? Yes, that is true. They're going to line up on first and second down and hand the ball off to AP. <laughs> that is exactly what's going to happen. Prime right, Adrian look. Peterson might not make value against Jacksonville this week. <laughs> it's going it's to happen, guys. It's going to happen. All right. Let's balance out the square with the ultra sharp. Let's go to Mo here. Mo, uh, same thing. Just just diarrhea of the mouth of DFS takes. I have Ready, to set, I have go. to say I actually really really agree with Donnie though. Uh, too much agreement with Donnie this week, but it's there. Brissett and Ty. This this is a great stack to me. Brissett is really really cheap. I think he's fifty four hundred. And uh, like Donnie said, Ty ceiling it's as big as anybody's. Um, beyond that, I like two players named Coleman. Tevin Coleman, 6,500 in what should be really, really positive game script against the Bucks, who suck on defense. Uh, he's gotten 20 carries each of the last two weeks. Hasn't exactly killed it, but shows they're still pretty committed to him. Obviously, this is assuming Devontae Freeman sits again. And then I also like Corey Coleman. Uh, was really uh, high on him in season long off the waiver wire. I picked him up everywhere I could, and then I played him last week, even against Jacksonville, and he came through. Uh, he was dirt cheap in a horrible spot against an extremely elite pass defense and still put up 14 points, uh, still got 11 targets, and turned him into six catches. Uh, that, to me, really impressive, and uh, I'm definitely going to be looking to roster Coleman here in a better spot against the Bengals. Um, then uh, Greg Olson, man, way too cheap, way, way too cheap. Don't understand why he's 4,800. I don't. Love a lot of the tight end plays this week, but I do really like Greg Olson. I mean, he's been out so long, and they had the bye. I just can only assume he's going to get his regular snap count this week. So, like to play Greg Olson this week. And then uh, on defense, how about the Raiders? They're 3K. I mean, this is the most the Raiders are ever going to cost this whole season. But what if Paxton Lynch pulls a Nathan Peterman? Nathan Peterman? Whatever that guy's first name is. Uh... What if he's just a total and utter disaster? Uh, I think the Raiders are a decent punt here. I had some waiver claims in for some of the obvious streaming defenses this week. Uh, the Patriots, the Bengals, and I, I was unfortunate and I couldn't grab any of them. Uh, but I was able to snag the Raiders. Uh, I'm trying to fade Paxton Lynch. I don't, I don't think he's very good and I think it could be a an absolute shit show uh, his first game in Oakland Bert your turn give us some DFS takes 
Yeah, real quick. I mean, I do most of my DFS research on Thursday. Obviously, that's not going to happen this week. So, um, at first glance, I am on the other side of this Tennessee indie game. I love Marcus Mariota. I might have 100% exposure to Marcus Mariota at quarterback this week against the Colts. You can play him naked, play him with Delaney Walker, Richard Matthews, who's been awesome of late. And even Corey Davis. Uh, Mar- Mariota went off against Indy earlier this year. I like the Titans a lot this week, which we'll probably get into. And they're going to win with offense. Uh, you can definitely stack this game with some Jack Doyle, some T.Y. Hilton. Uh, definitely like the Brissett call. Uh, play Brissett, T.Y. Doyle with some Titans. I think there's going to be a shitload of points in this game. So uh, I think this is a good place to start uh, building some GPP teams around. At running back, I like Joe Mixon again. Uh, did not come through for us against Denver last week, but in a great spot against Cleveland. I don't think people are putting any trust in this kid right now. So pretty good pretty good spot to put him in a GPP. Uh, very cheap as well. At wide receiver, I think the Rams might be in some negative game script this week. So I kind of like Cooper Cup. It... it with 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 uh, Robert Woods out, extra targets to go around. Cooper Cup could be in for a big game against the Saints. You think who, Cooper could be chalky? He might be, but I'm, I'm not shit. Really... Why would people click on him? He's been horrible. Yeah, I, I know. But with Robert Woods out, I at five K, I just feel he could be. I don't know. I, I was trying to think if he would be. Let me check the. Uh... I mean, I well, guess it, it's kind of a good point because nobody in their right mind is clicking Sammy Watkins. Like I like Sammy Watkins this week over Cooper Cup. Now, Sammy Watkins is the absolute fucking woat. He, when this team, this, this, I mean, but that's why team, I'm cooking him. Well, and I don't understand too because Sammy's so talented. But this team has been number one in offense this season. They've just been fucking dropping points on people's heads. I actually like Tavon Austin. And, and Sammy Watkins will trot out and get like four for fifty. Tavon Austin's three K. Tavon or Tavon? Tavon, Tavon. I, I think it might be. Tavon. I'm not sure. I think, it, I think it's a Tavon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can listen to the guy from Nebraska on how to say doesn't, Tavon Austin's name. Hey, doesn't isn't Tavon like top 10 in wide receiver contract this year? Yeah, he signed that massive deal. Yeah, and, then, the only thing, and they use him in two end arounds every single game. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jeff Bishop. You know, you know, not you know Sean maybe. McVay is like, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> yeah. I just have to use him. I have to give him the ball at least three times to make it seem like we're doing something because Jeff Fisher signed this stupid fucking contract and then got his ass fired. And they can't even, his dead cap number is $20 million. They can't even cut him. His dead cap number that next year is $5 million, so they can at least cut him. But $20 million this year. Jesus Christ! You got that number, Bert? I had no idea Tavon Austin was making twenty million dollars. Yeah, he's he's skiing that green. <laughs> yeah. Was it the green circle? Is that the easiest hill on the on the, on the ski? Oh, yeah, I have I, no idea. I've uh, never fa- been on a pair of skis in my life. Fantasy Labs does not have their ownership updated yet, so I do not know what to expect from Cooper Cup ownership. I don't think it's going to be that high though. There's thirteen games on Sunday on the main slate. Or twelve games, whatever. So, I think he's fine. I think you could have score. He's gonna score two touchdowns this week against the the Saints. So, I like it. And a tight end, I mentioned uh, Jack Doyle. I like Ben Watson again. He did not uh, do anything last week. I think he had like one for thirty three, but still at three thousand against a bad Texans defense. Give me the Ben Watson. He frees up so much salary at tight end. Skiing is way too white for me, dog. We uh. <laughs> 
I'm on spot track right now. This might be the greatest stat that we randomly stumbled upon. I, I've sorted 2017 wide receiver cap hit rankings. Number one, DeAndre Hopkins. Deserved. Number two, Des Bryant. Deserved. Number three. Hold on, is that deserved? No, it's not, not, not Des Bryant deserved. deserved. Keep going, keep going. Sorry. Number number three, the GOAT, Larry Fitzgerald. Deserved. Number four is Tavon Austin. God. <laughs> Tavon Austin got that Joe Fackle contract. <laughs> Tavon Austin, uh, higher cap hit this year than Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and AJ Green. The thing is, is that when he signed that contract, because he signed it last year, it was on Hard Knocks. They made a huge thing about it. When they signed that contract... I didn't even know what did he do to deserve that contract in the first place. It's not like he had like a career year and then they just overreacted and gave him this huge deal. He didn't do anything. Well, wasn't it the year prior that he had double digit touchdowns? Oh, cool. Had, he, I feel like I feel like his touchdown to touches ratio is one of the highest in the history of the NFL. Well, then why the fuck yeah. don't they give him the ball more? Because he fucking blows. Well, nobody in that organization could do math before Sean McVay walked through the doors. Like like Sean McVay laid out simple concepts based on math and probabilities, and people looked at him like he was fucking Isaac Newton, probably. They're like, what is this? What are you talking about? Tavon Austin. Yeah, he stuck a big uh, negative 75 next to Tavon Austin's name and said, <laughs> don't ever play this fucking guy. Yeah. And if you do, just do a quick end around and make him happy. In terms of D- I don't have many DFS takes this week. Uh, you got to give us one YOLO. Come on. Oh, I have to give you a YOLO? See, I was going to give you, you a you full... you got to get weird. YOLO stack, let's go. I was going to give you one full fade uh, on Saints-Rams. I think I think it's the same thing as last week. I think... But maybe maybe Rams, because they got blown out last week, that people might be off them. But I don't know. I feel like that's going to be uh same kind of game. I think it's going to be two teams that are spider man that are pointing at each other, that are tough, and neither team is really going to get out and romp. I think it's going to be... A heavyweight fight, a little bit of sparring, and then a couple haymakers, and uh, I don't even know what the total is, but I, I like the under in whatever the total is um, in that game. And then if if I had to go YOLO, if you guys put a gun to my head and said, hey, you have to pick the weirdest stack, then I guess it has to be Paxton Lynch, Manny Sanders. Yes! Like, that's what it, I'm talking about. Doesn't it have to be Paxton Lynch, Manny Sanders? I mean, we're not the big... I mean, you could triple stack if you want to get real weird, but uh, Manny's clearly the best receiver on that team. Uh, Oakland's defense is a complete fucking joke. I've been on that train for two years now. They're last in defense DVOA, last against the pass, 21st against the run. So I guess if Paxton Lynch has any chance... Of being a professional quarterback, he doesn't go out and vomit on his cleats on Sunday. I thought you might say CG, CJ Beathard. No, I'm I'm way off the Beathard train. I would not be able to respect myself if I did if I did not have any exposure to Paxton Lynch this week. I've been waiting two years for this kid to get a start, and now he's facing the worst pass defense. Does he outperform Nathan Peterson, Peterman? Who Peter get, Fuck? Yeah, fuck that guy's name. Like, <laughs> well, considering Peter Fuck's never going to be on the field again. Dude, I, does he ever get a start again? I'm not sure this kid ever starts a football game. The thing game is, again. is that even if he... I feel bad for the yeah, kid. Yeah, even if I he could have been I do good, too. they just totally destroyed him because they threw him out there in this fucking disaster of a spot for absolutely no reason whatsoever. How do they let McDermott out of the locker room at halftime? How does that guy How not get on a plane? How do they let him into the locker room at halftime? 
Mike, <laughs> how was there not a mutiny? I'm surprised, honestly, just knowing like the way that LaShawn McCoy kind of rallied against Chip Kelly, you know, for the whole racial thing and all that sort of stuff. Just just knowing his personality, that he's someone who might be able to stand up for what he believes in. I'm surprised he didn't say, what the fuck are you doing? And punch him in the face. Tyrod's his boy, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure LaShawn said some things, too. Oh, yeah. Because he's not. I mean, I just feel like this this week that team is going to just be buck for Tyrod. I'm kind of scared of that game. That... Don't be. While we're on it, don't be. That was that was, that was a consensus pick. We all have bills, but it's not making the card uh, because we were all so high in the Cowboys. Uh, it, that seems like a scary spot. It, it seems like it it could be a quitty spot. It, it could be a spot where everybody quits on the on the coaching staff. Like fuck these guys, you know. I think the fact that Tyrod is starting, though, I don't see them quitting on Tyrod. I think that matters too much. That's very true. I actually think it would be the, the goatest of goats if Tyrod took the first snap and just threw the ball literally 50 feet straight in the <laughs> air and just pulled his fucking pants down and said, fuck you guys, <laughs> I'm out. Please just, let that happen. He just turns to the sideline and just hits McDermott right oh, in the Oh, yeah, Varsity face. Blues style, just fucking drills him. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so let's get to the uh, the card. We're going to shift now from DFS to Super Contest. And I guess we can briefly buzz through the split games. There's four of them. I mean, we're back We're back to having a full slate, and because of Thanksgiving, we have 16 games. So uh, four split games. The two that are the most interesting, one of them I'm just going to leave for later uh, because it's actually one of our selections. So I'm just going to shelf one of them for now. Uh, the other is Saints-Rams, which I feel like we've already discussed extensively. Uh, if anybody else wants to jump in with any takes at any time, go ahead. Uh, but the two games are Bears-Eagles and Packers-Steelers. Uh, once again, I'm on square shoot with DP. We're just eating the points. Uh, j- just take all the points. I don't care. Uh, the the Bears and the Packers are, are horrifying. Uh, the Eagles and the Steelers are amazing. I think these lines are fair. I have these at the bottom. Uh, I, I see no reason why they're not going to cover these big numbers. Mo, you are the highest in either of these games. You're taking the 14 with the Packers. Uh, why do you like Green Bay so much in the spot? Love the Packers. Come on, guys. Where are we? Where's Brett? Tell these guys. This Brett's is... got the Packers, but below the middle of the fold. He's, not, he's not all in on Packers. Come on. <laughs> you I know. Thanksgiving. Look. Your your voice was in my head. Like, what did you say? What are the, what's the rule of Steelers as as ten point favorites? You abandoned shit. Road road favorites. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a road favorite. I, I, it doesn't matter though. I could not put this game on the card. I love the Packers, you guys. Come on, dude. If this you line watch Brett Hundley play quarterback, this line yeah, I'm done. This is how, how did the Packers get to double digit points? What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? What do we mean? Have you watched ball? football the past like four weeks? He's not going to turn it over five times this time. Come on. Steelers coming off extra rest, third on defense DVOA, fifth against the pass, fourth against the run. Again, how do the Packers get to double digit listen, points? Listen. They moved the ball. Yeah, they on moved Sunday. the ball. They just, they just need to not turn it yeah, over. They I, moved the ball. Well, I guess the Ravens are good too. I but feel like I, Brett Hundley is just going to, you know, make some improvements every week. And yes, last week was a disaster. It was also against the best. Defense in the NFL. Every week has been a disaster with yes, this guy. Yes, Pittsburgh is good. They are not quite the Ravens. I think he's going to score some points here. 
and this is the all-time stock high, stock low scenario. I mean, this is uh, who looked the worst last week. Can can you look worse than scoring zero at home? Twenty-three nil no. shutout. And then who looked the best last week? Steelers on national TV, forty-point romp on the Titans, forty to seventeen. Come on, this is a I, great I, spot. Extra rest. Green Bay's twenty-third on pass defense DVOA. I, I I think that's all baked into the number. I think fourteen is a very fair line. And again, I have this towards the bottom. Donnie has this as his very last pick as he, he jumped in there. He said he doesn't want to pick it. Uh, but I, I, I don't I don't see the Steelers winning by. 20 points being absurd. I, the Packers are really bad, and the Steelers are really good. They're not really good. They're pretty good. I mean, their biggest deficiency is the quarterback, right? He's the worst player on that, like, the worst unit on that team uh, is the quarterback position. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. they're good, though. I mean, but still, 14 is a ton of points. I do not see this Packers team as being this bad of a team that they should just be giving 14 to people. I, I still – I will definitely have a wager on the pack. Uh, where did I – they're they're my third pick, I think. Yeah, Love pack. third pick. And the other game is Bears-Eagles. Uh, this game, this is where Brett is weighing in heavily. He's got the Bears right outside of his card, plus the 13-and-a-half. Mo picking against Carson Wentz, the greatest quarterback of all time, yet can't beat Chicago – by two touchdowns. The uh, Bears are not this bad. Why do you think the Bears are so bad? They're pretty bad. You, s- you said they're bad. I mean, they have something Trubisky playing quarterback. On Their the defense against the road a pulse. is the important part. Against a great defense. Dude, Mitch Trubisky Philadelphia- on the road in Philly is going to be a fucking a sight to see. Defense has Philadelphia- a pulse, and their running game keeps him out of too many third and infinity situations. So it's they're, not as bad as it seems. They're twenty fifth. They're twenty fifth in rush offense DVOA. Philadelphia is really good, and Carson Wentz just they just go for the jugular. Doug Peterson doesn't give a fuck. Like Philadelphia can drop thirty on this team, even if they only get to twenty eight. Like again, how does Chicago get to double digit points? They scored, what, 31 last week? Against the Lions. 24, I think. Against the mediocre Lions team. This is this at home. This is Mitch Trubisky on the road. As Donnie said, Donnie put it perfect. Donnie's been on spot on this whole podcast. This is Mitch Trubisky on the road against Philadelphia. Donnie needs some more beer. Someone feed (laughs) that guy some more beer. I think I ran Where's Donnie? Like, how does Trubisky get to double digits here? Trubisky on the road in Philly, that vile, despicable, vomit-filled fucking stadium where Philadelphia players, <laughs> Philadelphia players barely make it out of that stadium alive. Let alone a rookie fucking Bonnie's quarterback. Philly takes are my favorite. <laughs> vomit-filled stadium. I mean, if you see, they throw fucking ice snowballs at their own players. They do not care in Philadelphia. They're going to rip Mitch Trubisky to shreds. This is just a bad. This is a bad spot. If. Uh... Looking at total DVOA, like if this was instead of Philadelphia, if it was uh, uh, like the Rams, then I would snap take the thirteen and a half with Chicago. But it's just it's just a really poor matchup for for Chicago and what they like to do. They, they like they like to have these really tight, compact games, not a lot of scoring, not a lot of pace, and Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are just gonna blow that right out of the fucking water. 
and not let Chicago play the type of game that they want to play. So, anything, Mo? You uh, you did not have this very high. You had this uh, towards the bottom. Anything to add here, good sir? No, I've said my piece. I feel their run defense sets them, or their running game sets them up just enough to keep this somewhat reasonable. All right, let's get to the lone wolves. And because I'm not going to go back and put a sounder in the middle here, uh, I'll just give you a, a little howl. How about that? Ow! How about that? Lone Wolves. Segment starts now. Everybody's got at least one lone wolf. Brett, we'll, we'll go to you first. We already talked about your Giants pick, and you teased your Titans pick, so you want to just wrap a bow on that Tennessee minus three selection. Road favorites with Marcus Marawoda. Um, not, not really high. On this pick, I just think there's going to be a shitload of points in this game, and the Titans are going to score more than the Colts. That's really all I've got. I love the Colts in this spot. <laughs> Why, though? I just I think their offense is fine, and I think their defense can scrap a little bit. At home, this is an interesting game because both teams are coming off the bye, so nobody really has... An advantage in that aspect. I was surprised well, to the see Titans that there was this... only have extra rest, not a bye. Oh, that's yeah. right. They played on Thursday. That's correct. Uh, I was surprised to see that Jacoby was still in the concussion protocol. I, f- I feel like the protocol is something that happens quickly, and the fact that they had a bye and he didn't go into and pass protocol before them was a little alarming, but it seems like he's good to go and uh, ready to play. And I don't know. The, 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 the Titans just aren't very good. And I don't think that they would ever be minus nine in the spot at home against the Colts. So I'm just going to have faith in the Colts' offense to keep pace. I mean, we, we've been on Indy in a lot of these spots. Some have been super ugly, like at CenturyLink and the first matchup between these two teams. And others have been completely golden, like at home against the Steelers and at home against the Cardinals. So I'm, I'm hoping this matchup ends up being like the latter two. Uh, DP, you were, have the Colts second, so you're obviously high I'm in so that upset. as well. I'm like, I'm de- dejected. <laughs> you're shaking with anger. Because the way I did my card, I didn't think that my number one pick was going to, I thought it was going to be picked ahead of me, and I wanted this game on the card, and now it's... You think way too hard about this the game the game theory of our own selections. Yeah, just just, p- just pick winners. Yeah, just put winners and then put them in an order. Listen, I'm fine with both of my top two picks, both of my top fucking five picks being on the card it's it's fine but man i really wanted this one on the card well you blew it i'm sorry you alone I'm sorry i mean this is th- listen if you if there was ever a time to to fire a money bet line this is it boys and girls get out there. money bet line money bet line on, on the, colts. the colts all right let's keep it with dp and his lone wolf it's all the way at the bottom he's not too pumped about it but he likes the raiders bouncing back after that mexico city meltdown Laying five against the Denver Broncos. Anything to add on Oakland here? No, not much. I mean, I just like that. I think their offense is going to bounce back this week and actually do some stuff, as I talked about in the DFS portion of the podcast. Uh, I mean, Paxton Lynch, I just, you know, I mean, listen, the Raiders defense isn't good, um, but just having Paxton Lynch just come out of nowhere and go up to Oakland where, you know, those fans can get pretty buck, and that's a pretty ridiculous place to play. I just think that it's going to be a hard spot for Paxton Lynch to start off his career as a starting quarterback, and I just don't like him to really be able to do much, so I'll just eat the points and take the Raiders. 
So obviously the rest of us had the Broncos. And looking at where everybody ranked them, Mo, you had them uh, right below the middle. Brett, you had them right above the middle, but outside your card. I had them in the same spot as Brett. Let me see if my read is the exact same as Brett or more. Brett and Mo. If anybody but Paxton Lynch was playing quarterback, this would be on multiple cards, right? Like that was my only trepidation. I think I, I feel like this is a golden spot for Denver. Uh, the Raiders are not just average. They, this is a below-average team, both sides of the ball, I think. I've not been impressed by Derek Carr, and obviously I don't like the Oakland defense. I haven't for, for many moons now. But I, the uncertainty with Paxton Lynch just doesn't allow me to put this on my card. So for that reason, I have this somewhat high, but not high enough. Brett, I know Paxton is your boy, but is, is that some of what you were thinking as well? No, I kind of like them more because Paxton's playing. But that, that, that kind of goes into the uh, nobody's going to pick the Broncos because Paxton Lynch has been such a horror show uh, early in his career. That's kind of why I like the Broncos more, actually. What about you, Mo? What are your thoughts on this game? I think if there was ever a spot for Paxton, this is his spot, right? I mean, it's not yep. just that, that they're facing Oakland. It's that he can almost be as bad as he could manage really and i guessing he's going to get to finish the game i mean as bad as their qb play has been and as much as they clearly hate simeon i think they're going to give him every opportunity to fail so he shouldn't feel that much pressure really and uh that being said yeah it's really hard for me to place any sort of weight on this game when i haven't seen one of the starting qbs hardly play a snap in pro football so we talked about the Thanksgiving slate, which had my first Lone Wolf Lions plus three. We'll go to the very bottom of my card for my second Lone Wolf selection. I'm surprised that I'm the only person that was on this side. I'm surprised that DP did not lay the points as well. I got the Pats minus 16 and a half. I, I don't understand uh, why they can't win this game by just infinity. Like, if they, they just can't break the scoreboard. I, I, the well, Dolphins. The Dolphins are as bad as possible. I, I, I sell, I'll say it the millionth time. They are ranked 32nd in DVOA in a league that has the Niners and the Browns. That is how bad this Miami Dolphins team is. And now they have Matt Moore, who is only good, and this is totally bizarre, he is only good when he comes in relief, like when he's standing on the sideline and then has to run out onto the field. It, it's like he has this superpower of second quarter, third quarter, he goes in, he's the best. But That's if, a he's, thing? If, he's the, if, if he's the guy in the quarterback room the whole week, if he's the starter, for some reason, he just completely melts. He turns into a pumpkin. It's just the most bizarre thing ever. So I've got the Pats, minus 16 and a half. Donnie, not only do you have the Dolphins, you're the highest on the Dolphins. <laughs> That's so what amazing. is happening? What is happening? Who... Highest for my six-pointer. Chill out. It's not like, you know. Correct. But regardless, Brett has them at five. Mo has them. He's got them in the same bucket as you had the Steelers. He probably wishes he didn't have to select this game. You were the highest on the Dolphins. Please explain. So let me say that my bottom five picks, I absolutely want nothing to do with any of those games. This one is almost in that category. Um, As I was doing this, listen, I wanted to pick the fucking Patriots for my lungs. But... There was a, like this little guy 
on my shoulder just telling me I need to take the points and and I look and when I looked on my shoulder it was Mo like he, he was there he had his little devil horns on like he was wearing his little fucking Nebraska jersey like he had his fucking IPA in his hand like it was Mo I was, and he's just like you gotta take the points you gotta take the points this is what the Sharps do they just take the points this this line is is Patriots circa 2007 and this is not Patriots circa 2007 I'm sorry I mean I think that Miami generally speaking they play New England pretty close. They they play them good. It's a divisional matchup. You know they know the two teams know each other. They will battle. Um, I, I I mean I think that the Patriots are going to end up blowing them out. But 16 and a half points is a ton of points to swallow. Now one of the reasons why it is so low because I just I feel like I just have to take the points. You know the public is is on the the Patriots as a 16 and a half point favorite, which I think is kind of crazy. But um, I think that this this Patriots defense is is starting to turn a corner and, and get much better. Um, not that that's necessarily saying much because much better than where it was isn't still that good. But if the Patriots defense can just be average and knowing the rest of the makeup of their team, specifically on offense and then also the coach and quarterback tandem, um, I think that they're poised to make an, yet another Super Bowl run. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just 16.5 points divisional game between Miami and New England, I'm going to take the points here. Was Mo, at, was Mo at the shoe when he was on your shoulder? No, he was not at the shoe. <laughs> well, go ahead, Brett. What if the Patriots defense is elite and Belichick was just metagaming, metagaming the fuck out of You are so drunk. It season? is unbelievable. What if <laughs> that's elite? true, though? Dude, slow down. They're, not, they're barely average. They looked pretty damn good last week. Yeah, and the, the Raiders look, look the Raiders look awesome at dropping passes. I mean, that's like a clinic in how to drop fucking passes. And Derek Carr, I, I'm sorry. He's just not good. Like, he's barely leading. Jack average. Del Rio is a fucking yeah. moron, so... Like, I mean, you have Marshawn Lynch and you're handing it to something old Wally on fourth and one because you're a total idiot. Gotta trick him. Gotta outthink Belichick. I don't know. Coming into the season, the Patriots, to me, were easily the pick to win the Super Bowl. Like, nobody touched that. Yeah, I like that defense on paper. Yeah, and I think we're starting to see that defense come together. When do they sign Revis? Well, Reeves signed with the Chiefs he today. With Too the late. Chiefs. Yeah. What are you talking wait, about? Wait, wait, Dude, wait. Dude, you didn't see this? Thing? He signed with the Chiefs today. Oh my. How much God. rum? How much rum? <laughs> well, how drunk were you? There was pictures on Twitter and everything, man. What? Yeah. Darrell Dur- Reeves in Kansas City. Wow. That that is Gaines still employed? Well, I mean, not gainfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably he probably does he even he probably gets lost on the way to cashing his checks. Right? Yeah, he needs GPS when he's in the locker room to get from one room to the other. That guy is a fucking clown. <laughs> Brett gets so mad watching games. Imagine, How does he get paid to play football? Imagine being a Brett, Chiefs fan and watching him. <laughs> Brett talks the fewest in our Skype chat, and I swear that fifteen percent of his usage is hating on games. I check his I check his pro football focus shit every single week just to <laughs> just to see how they grade him because I it's unbelievable how bad that guy is at football insanity. Well, let's keep it with the Chefs fan and his two lone wolves. One of them's on the card. He is taking the five and a half points with the home dog with Blaine Gabbert with Bruce Arians and the Arizona Cardinals with the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town, laying five and a half points. Uh, Brett is high on the Jags. Donnie and I both had them low. Brett's got them on his card, but Mo, 
Tell us why you like the home dog in this spot against a suffocating Jags defense. This is one of the picks that I think somebody needs to talk me out of actually placing real American dollars on. I capped this at minus two and a half. Am I completely out of my mind? But Mo. <laughs> I hope Mo. You, are, you are actually out of your mind. <laughs> but then I started to think about, wait, this is Gabbert against this pass defense. How, oh how much blood could possibly be spilt here? But what about the other side of the ball? I mean, what if the Jags can't move the ball? They struggled so much against the Browns, man. They could barely do anything on offense against the Browns. And this Cardinals defense, aren't they better than the Browns? I just, I think the Cardinals defense could keep them in this. That's all this is. I just, I don't think the Jags should really be that big of a road favorite when their offense still stinks. Well, granted his targets are a lot better, but Tom Savage just threw for 230 and two touchdowns against this Cardinals defense. Granted, again, have, better targets. Yeah, they have playmakers. Also at home. Yeah, so. at home with playmakers. I just – I still am the furthest thing from trusting bottle service. I know you guys are with me on that. Of course. Yeah, this yeah. is totally – not only the Jags secondary, which has been amazing, but that front, man, that front against this Cardinals offensive line. I I don't know how the Cardinals, but this is another. I, how did the Cardinals get to ten points? I don't know. Defense, That's maybe. Um, it could be bottle Adrian service. Adrian Peterson. Shut up. <laughs> For the love of God. What do you mean? They're gonna. He's gonna get two touchdowns. That's fourteen points right there. You're. You're on crack. Uh. Yeah, Brett, you're the highest on the Jags. Talk about Saxonville, buddy. Yeah, I'm with you. One thing I love to do every week is study the matchups on the line of scrimmage, and this one is a fucking doozy. Uh, the Jags D-line against this Cards offensive line. Good Lord. I mean, I, I love the Jags D last week, and they went absolutely nuts and helped the team to cover on the road against the Browns. I don't see how this matchup is all that different. I think the Jags just went by two scores using their defense. I, I don't know how Arizona moves the ball here. Hey, how does Arizona move the ball? Nothing. <laughs> you, you, you weren't going to go to your your fed line there? Sorry. You're sorry. I'm, I was yeah. on mute. Sorry. Um, Adrian <coughs> Peterson. Too many... Too many pumpkin IPAs. That, Everyone's got the pumpkin IPAs. That's a, they give it to, to the dump truck that is Adrian Peterson. He's just going to ravage this defense. So to ravage. recap, lone wolves. Oh, no, you got one more lone wolf, Mo. All the way at the bottom. Not all the way, but your, your three-pointer. You are laying the seven points. And this is kind of rule of Mo when laying points. With the Ravens, Ravens do have a GOAT defense, number one in defense DVOA, but they do have Joe Flaccid as their quarterback. Talk about Baltimore here and why you were laying the points. Yeah, I think this line was fair. So I don't have too terribly much to say, but I think Houston probably pretty much maxed out last week. I mean, stock a little bit higher than it should be probably there, and... I don't see them moving the ball at all on the Ravens, but I, you know maybe 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 they can maybe Nuke can get something going here. Uh, but Flacco, they could move the ball possibly, 
I think Danny Woodhead is going to help this offense a lot. He just gives them kind of a release valve that can actually get yards. Whereas, like, before Flacco was dumping off to Buck Allen, and Buck Allen would get 10 catches for 29 yards, like, Danny Woodhead is going to get 10 catches for 65 yards. And that's just like a, such a massive difference that is there they have a, a dump-off weapon there that can actually make positive contributions instead of just being a warm body out there. So I think he'll help more than kind of people are going to give credit for, and maybe maybe they can score enough here. I'm not that confident. Like I said, this, to me, just a stay away. But tease the Ravens. Is there a bigger Danny Woodhead truther than Mo? Can't think. how much how much do you love Danny? Part of a Husker though? should have been a Husker, fucking kill these Husker coaching staffs. <laughs> yeah, didn't he go to uh, some weird Chadron State? He was Go. one of the greatest players in Nebraska high school football history. Good old Chadron State. Yeah, one of North the, from North Platte. He's from yeah, North Platte and in the pride biggest, of North Platte. Yeah, the biggest high school class, I think, is when where they were in at that time. I think they might be down a class now, but back then, and he just absolutely eviscerated. Just just imagine Danny Woodhead playing against kids from out in the boonies, man. I mean, he ran for <laughs> infinity yards. He's one of the <laughs> greatest players in the history of Nebraska high school, and. Nebraska just did not even let him walk on and just punted him off to Chadron State where he became a legend. Something Chadron State. Well, let's let's pivot to the picks now. Even though Donnie doesn't go first, this is getting on the card. And uh, he's got the Texans. Number one pick. Donnie, tell us why you've got Houston plus the seven. This is by far, I don't care about the Moe's lack of confidence. This is his worst pick of the year. By like by a country mile, it's not even by a Nebraska mile. It's not even close. I picked the Raiders, bro. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> last oh, last, last week. week. No, yeah, that's fine. But listen, I can un- at least understand your reasoning here. This I can't. I just I honestly can't. I mean, because all you've talked about all year is how horrible this Ravens offense is, how horrible Joe Flacco is, how they can't score any points, and now you expect them to cover seven. It's really bad, but I mean, nope. Texans are gonna a- are gonna cover this easily. This is a bad offense versus a bad defense, so either one could win. Yeah, but it's not going to – I mean, it's there's no way this gap is seven points. No way. It's not happening, man. This one's getting on the card. I love it. You can't trust Joe Placco in this, this Ravens offense to give you any sort of responsibility in terms of covering a full touchdown in today's NFL. So let's go Texans. Let's go Savage. Let's go Nook. Let's go Bill O'Brien. Nobody hates let's Joe go. Flacco more than me, so whatever. Joe Flacco. Pride of Delaware. So bad. Brett has the Texans, but at the bottom, his second, his two-pointer. I had the Texans on my card. Not really sure why at this juncture. Uh, I think I just saw Ravens with minus seven next to them, and I thought that was a complete impossibility. But now I see some teams behind them that I think I would bump up. Um Seven just seems like a huge number. But the Ravens do have, again, the top defense based on DVOA. So some defensive scores there. And just limiting the Texans' ability to score points could allow them to, to cover that larger spread. But generally, I think the seven is the right side. But then I look at Pinnacle, and it's gone to seven and a half, which is no bueno. So wish we were getting the hook. But 
alas, Texans plus seven is on the card. Mo, you actually have the number one pick this week, and you have a consensus pick. You initially wanted us to talk you out of it. You were shocked that you put talk this. Talk me off the ledge, guys. <laughs> you were shocked that you put this in number one. I also have this as number one. Donnie has this as number five. Uh, Brett's not too keen on it. He's got it at the bottom, but it's a NFC West showdown. No. Seems, seems like an amazing spot. Talk me out of it, Brett. Mo, give us the number one selection. I on love the Niners, I think. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> what is this line? Shouldn't this line be two and a half? Three? Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? The, the Seahawks are zombie hawks. You mean this it's is six and a half points? Still. This is the dumbest line I've ever seen. And Zombie look Hawks. The, and look at the spot. Mo is so right. Mo is so right. Zombie Hawks. Now we have Zombie Hawks with public perception. I mean, the public bets in this game are absolute insanity. 72% of the public lining up to lay six and a half w- with the Zombie Hawks. Nobody on that roster uh, is is someone that's recognizable. And yet, they're just laying six and a half on the road. And they're... And they're on a short week against the 49ers coming off a bye. This is, man, everything lines up and just is pointing at the 49ers. It's like there's all these factors in like a a factor web pointing to the middle, just demanding that I bet the 49ers. But it's still going to be so hard to pull the trigger. It's the Niners against the Hawks. But, you know, and it's another thing, it's the Hawks away from Century, which is like uh, one of the – one of the teams where that is a big deal. I still think, man, Russ might go for 40 here, just just running around against these 49ers team. But, man, I got to I gotta fire the Niners here. It's just such a good spot. You about that money bet line life, Donnie? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm going to get some popcorn. I'm going to sit down because I cannot wait to see what sort of <laughs> crap Pete Carroll has in store for us this week. I mean, I, I watched uh, that fake field goal. I, that happened real time while I was setting up the podcast, and you guys explained it to me because uh, I had not seen it. And to be honest, that was a pretty great call. Uh, if that tackle did not make the best play Wait, ever, that's a touchdown. No, no. It's what the hell are you talking no about? No way. It's a touchdown. I love, did you listen to Everyone's Pete Carroll's explanation? Everyone's wasted except me. This is bullshit. Why didn't you guys tell me to get drunk? Did you listen to Pete Carroll's explanation of that fake field goal where he was like, the tackle wasn't supposed to be there? Like, what do you, what, what the fuck do you mean he wasn't supposed to be there? Like, you told him to play and he was just going to fucking go hang out in the end zone? Like, no, he's fucking going to play his position, you idiot. He's a card carrying member. He wasn't supposed to be there. Like, uh, uh, Mo, it's the night before Thanksgiving. Isn't it, like, mandatory that you have alcohol? I was trying to bring winners for the people, sober winners. I took this serious, you guys. Why so serious? I uh, no, that should have been a touchdown. That was a well-designed a play. Even I, listen, even I, if he I, broke free, Luke Wilson's running to the fucking end zone. Come on, man, dude, dude, watch the play. There's nobody. There's absolutely nobody on the edge. If if that tackle was where he's supposed yeah, to be, if he's where he's supposed <laughs> to be, which is clearly not in his position, yeah, then it's a Luke Wilson touchdown, and we're all calling Pete Carroll genius. Just just like against the Patriots before halftime when he, he goes out of his mind and defers the field goal and throws a fade. I, what does that do? I don't even know what that guy's name is. Like, he literally, the only game he played of professional football, 
was the Super Bowl. Yeah, he balled out, and then he just I don't I don't and then he don't disappeared either. Exactly, he he wasn't even a registered human. He just showed up for the Super Bowl, had like seven for one fifty and a touchdown, and then disappeared off the face of the earth. I don't even remember the guy. I don't even want any of you to look up his name. I don't want to know his name. Because he just came into existence on that play. Um, Brett, you're the lowest. You, you, you hummed and hawed there a little bit. What, what, what are you scared of here? This is a great spot. Because it's the Niners. I'm with you guys. I, <laughs> the Niners are the right side here. I can't click on them as a, as a confident pick when it's under seven. <laughs> I just can't do it. Well, speaking of teams we can't click confidently, I'm putting the Browns on the card. Yes! There which, we go. Which is funny because I was talking on the recap pod that I was interested in in the Bengals a little bit, Rule of Mo. And then I sat down, I looked at these teams, and then I thought about the last two weeks. I mean, last week we we all we all laid the seven and a half with the Jaguars, which is nuts. Seven and a half point road favorites. And the Browns should have covered, save for a fumble that was picked up and rumbled for a touchdown. And then if you look a couple weeks, two weeks ago, as Don, as uh, Mo mentioned previously uh, on this podcast, that Lions game where we were ripping Mo apart and just busting his balls in the Skype chat, like that was such a joke. Like the Browns like lived on the one yard line, and they had that complete malfunction before halftime where they got zero points, and of course they had a couple turnovers that resulted in scores for Detroit, and it's like, I I understand, they're horrible, they're the Browns, but at some point, they have to, like, run a little bit, like, EV neutral, or even, like, slightly below EV, as opposed to negative infinity uh, EV, so uh, Cincinnati is an average team at best, I don't think they have any business, excuse me, laying eight eight points against any team in this league, I like uh, the reemergence of Corey Coleman. Uh, I don't know. I just think it, it, if there was ever a spot for the Browns to, to maybe even sneak out a win, it might be in this spot. So I love me some Browns plus eight. Uh, this is a split game. Donnie was absolutely furious when I, I sent him the card. We had This is the night before Thanksgiving, and we have a Thanksgiving game, so we had to submit the card before recording. And Donnie was just beside himself. When he saw Browns plus eight, so so go ahead, DP. Tell me why peanuts for brains minus eight is the right spot. I mean, the Bengals should absolutely, positively blow out the Browns here. I mean, the the only pause that I have is that it's the Bengals and they could show up as the Bungles and totally play it onto their competition. But I mean, I understand what you're saying, Rich, where you you outlined all the ways that you know the Browns have lost and failed to cover in a lot of games where you know they probably should have covered the spread, but I mean, that's the stuff that happens also to, to really bad teams. I mean, that, that shit just happens. The Browns are that bad. I mean, they are that bad. The, the, Gi- or sorry, the Bengals should absolutely destroy this team. This line should be 10, 10.5, maybe even 11. I don't see how the Browns, going on the road to Cincinnati, have any shot of covering eight points here. I mean, most said it. We can't take this team ever unless they're 10-point dogs or more. And now we're, here we are taking them as eight-point dogs. Uh, I don't really understand it. I'm on the Bengals right in the middle of my card. Uh, just a little bit worried that the Bungles show up. At the end of the day, you know, this is similar to what I said last week with the, the Saints where they should totally blow out the Redskins. Uh, the Bengals should just totally blow out the Bang- or Browns here. 
Mo, rule of Mo. You have them pretty high too. You got the Bengals flirting with your card. Uh, tell me why I'm wrong, Mo. Man, the Bengals are, or the Browns are on the card. Fuck. Are you putting real American dollars on the Bengals yes. on Sunday? This I wow. I can't believe I'm in some parallel universe where I just agree with everything Donnie's saying. <laughs> Bengals should be minus ten. They hundred percent should be minus ten. All I gotta say about this game, listen. Well, two things I gotta say about this game. First of all, I know that you looked at the DVOA charts and you're just you just think Cincinnati and Cleveland are roughly the same. They're a little Spider-Man, Mimi. They're a little no, Mimi. No, that's just their no. colors, man. This is one of those spots where my eyes are just going to completely disagree with the metrics, and I don't know how anyone else's eyes can't also disagree with this metric. These metrics are trying to tell me that Cleveland and Cincinnati are roughly the same on defense, and there's no fucking way that's true, okay? <laughs> so fuck that metric that says that. I don't believe <laughs> well, it. My eyes tell me that is completely false. So that's the first. Well, thing. I might be. I'm. Are you? Is that a first? You're. You're bullet pointing here, right? right well, now? I was saying there's two big things I want to say, and there's that. That. All right. There's numerous. Give us numerous. I can get behind that metric that's telling me that because there's no way that's true. And the other thing is, this is the opposite of what you guys always tell me about the Patriots. You guys always tell me, well. Well, okay, I tell you guys, how can I cap this shit of people just shitting their pants against the Patriots? This is the opposite of that. This is, I know you say, oh, well, they fumbled at the end, but it's always that every fucking week with the Browns. It's always that. That's why I had to just quit betting them, and then I still bet them against the Lions, and it still happened again. They took a knee at the three to end the half instead of getting points. I mean... It just you can't even Mo's script broken. this shit. Hugh <laughs> Jackson did it. He broke Mo. You guys have heart. You have you have more heart than Kirk Cousins if you can fire the Browns. I mean, listen. I That's asked right. when Rich sent me the card. I asked him if this was Mo's pick because I was gonna veto the shit out of this fucking pick. But I I because I have a free veto against Mo, but I can't because it's Rich's pick. Rich, who said uh, who said on the recap podcast that the Bengals should be minus ten, and now he shows up putting the fucking Browns in the card at plus eight. I have I that's can't why I'm explain so this. confused. I don't listen, understand what's happening. Listen, I think rule of Brett trumps rule of Mo. The trenches, guys. It's all about the trenches. Cincinnati thirtieth in run blocking DVOA, twenty seventh in adjusted sack rate. Cincinnati's offensive line is the reason why this team has been stymied this entire season. They cannot block. They cannot get any push up front. And I don't care how bad the Browns are. If you're not blocking, if you're not protecting the quarterback, you're not going to be able to score enough points to cover the eight. And And did we see Miles Garrett last week, guys? We did. No, who the fuck would watch the fucking Browns? (laughs) Anybody that was holding a plus seven and a half only to have their hearts ripped out. Brett, you were super excited when you heard me say Browns. Hell yeah. Tell me why. Look, the Browns are not good. The Bengals are also not good. They won on the road last week against a Broncos team that is also, also not good. Why are we so high in the Bengals all of a sudden? Look, the previous matchup between these two teams was... I mean, that game was a disaster. The The Browns just got slaughtered. And I think, did we have them on the card that I week? I think we did. 
We did. Pretty sure was, we did. It was pretty fucking bad. But they've actually been competitive the last two weeks before they, yeah, they blew their dicks off. But I think this is the week it all comes together. The Browns might get their first this win. Is this, this, is think, win. This, is this, this is it. This is a win. This is a win. I think this might be a W. Wow. This is it. I think this is a W. Just name this the cancel. most drunken podcast ever. You guys are, <laughs> man, I, I'm going to have to go make up for lost time and drink all the beers after this is over. <laughs> Listen, this is it. They have to cancel that 0-16 parade. So, somebody get on the phone with them after this podcast. It's over. They're winning this week. The Browns are beating the Bengals. This is Rich's last-ditch effort to back Sashi. That's what it is. Sashi? I think Sashi's still goat. No. I, I believe in Sashi. I believe in the front office. All right, the last pick. He's been goading all season, but last week, somehow, someway, 2-3 and three was the worst week amongst us. We've had a bad year, but there he is, Burt Minotti, anchoring the pack, and he has a consensus pick at the top of his card. He's got a home dog. Tell us, Mr. Minotti, what is the final pick going on the card? Yeah, like the Cowboys. This one also pains me because uh, I need Panthers home field advantage in the playoffs for my Super Bowl ticket. But I think they might lose this game against the Jets. I love New York here at plus four and a half at home. Uh, the Jets have been very good at home this season. Three and two, those losses coming to the Pats. And then the Falcons and one of the most bullshit results of the year. We'll we'll just call them four and one at home this fucking year. Fucking cat and zero, you that fucking game, scumbag. That game was fucking horseshit. So uh, the Panthers and Jets both coming off extra weeks, so no real advantage there. Uh, but the Jets coming off an embarrassing loss on the road in a mini monsoon in Tampa. I mean the weather weather was the weather there was shit. And then Carolina just demolished Miami on Monday Night Football their last time out 82 percent siding with the panthers here at minus four and a half and the line hasn't moved so get the fuck out of here i think that the jets just win this game outright but i hope they lose by three lowest here and i don't know if it's my bias is creeping in but i'm worried about the matchups i'm worried about the return of olsen i'm really worried about christian mccaffrey darren lee has improved DeMario Davis looks okay, but our biggest weakness remains covering running backs coming out of the backfield and tight ends, and Olsen and McCaffrey are a, a hell of a one-two punch for a team that struggles in that area. And then you, you add on top of that Cam, who's a mobile quarterback. The Jets have, since the Rex Ryan era, which kind of bleeds into the Todd Bowles era in terms of the types of defense they play, the types of pressure they try to get, blitz-heavy, uh, man coverage defenses. Cam Newton is a recipe for disaster against that type of scheme. But I, I just can't click the road favorite getting 82% favor. I, it's not, it's not in my fiber. It's not in my being. Yeah, so, it just has, it has to be wrong. Yeah, it just, it, it, it can't be correct. Uh, DP, you've got this third overall. You were salivating on the recap podcast. What do you have to add? Love the Jets as uh, home dogs here. Panthers, they've won three in a row. They look to have turned the corner, but I, you know, stock high, stock low. I just cannot take, I cannot trust Cam Newton on the road as a favorite here. Four and a half point favorites. Just can't do it. My allegiance is with our guy, Cade, and that's what I'm sticking with here. I'm sticking with the Jets. Gangrene. Let's go. Give me the plus four and a five. 
was watching Kate on Instagram. He led some flag football team to a, a some Thanksgiving thing that they were doing for uh, charity today. So Cade, his his leadership qualities were definitely on show today in New Jersey. Mo, you also had the Jets. You nearly had them on the card. Give us your last take here on Gang Green. I like it. Uh, I like the Jets. This line should be two and a half, but if there isn't something in your heart that's a little bit worried about Cade against this Panthers defense, well, then you have more heart than me. <laughs> I am <laughs> definitely a little worried about that matchup. But that being said, Donnie, like Donnie nailed it against Stock way too high on the Panthers here. And uh, obviously, like Brett said, Stock in the basement on the Jets after they basically got their asses kicked by a pretty poor Bucks team. So that's the card. We have a game during every single time slot this week except for Sunday Night Football, uh, or at least days. So we've got, on Thanksgiving, we've got the Cowboys plus two and a half, the second game on the slate. Then we go over to Sunday where we've got the Jets plus four and a half and the Browns plus eight on the early slate. During the late slate, we're going to have the Niners plus six and a half playing host to the Zombie Hawks. And then on Monday Night Football, always have to have the Monday Night Hammer, we've got the Texans plus seven. So Cowboys, Niners, Jets, Browns, Texans. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Five and oh. Or, or more, think, appro- more, appropriately tur- more appropriately turkey dinner. What you got there, Brett? I think Donnie should use his, his freebie veto. But I can only use it against him. And he had the I Niners on the his Niners. card. <sighs> I think that's a terrible pick. I love that. Not doing it, man. How, how did the world not see Seattle play that bad on Monday night? I know. I get and it. still all click them. I don't understand. No Seattle game. is, I mean, they're just in a similar fashion betting world to New England of the NFC. That People are just always going to click on them. Always. Yep, no, that's true. They're, they're more Pittsburgh to me than, than New I'm England. just saying, like, people are just going to always line up. It doesn't matter what the points are. They're always just going to line up to click Seattle. Hustle, bustle, and Russell Wilson. What's not to love? So that's the card. Follow these guys on Twitter. We've got at Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N, at Donnie underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuwara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Hopefully we gave you a quick reprieve from your crazy uncle, your family during this holiday weekend. But uh, honestly, hope you guys have a, a great couple of days. Hope you guys get some rest from work, get some brews in you. Again, drink responsibly. Please, I'm begging you, don't do anything stupid. Don't get behind the wheel. There's things like Uber and Lyft and people that will hopefully come pick you up. So please be safe and enjoy yourself. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'll be back in the great United States of America. So no poor sound quality. You guys can look forward to that but until then best of luck in your season long and your dfs and all your betting ventures we'll see you next week need five and out peace out
my god, I gotta piss. <laughs> that, that, this is fucking ridiculous.